Listening to the Bellator Christie podcast, brought to you by BellatorChristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. Taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics, this is the Bellator Christie Podcast, and this is your host, yours truly, Brian Chilton, as we seek to take Christian truth into the arena of ideas, and we thank you for being with us today. Uh, if you listened to last week's podcast, uh, you know we had a special guest with us, one Jason Bohm, uh, and he was scheduled to be with us in uh, be with us this week, but unfortunately we had a uh, conflict, a scheduling conflict, and was unable uh, to record the second part of our uh, series on the occult. So we will try to get Michael back with us next week if possible, and so uh, we'll plan on having uh, that podcast uh, then. And it may go over. I know last week we said uh, two parts. I posted on the podcast or on the website, excuse me, that it may be in three parts. Uh, it just depends on how much we're able to get done, uh, how much we're able to finish in our next podcast. Uh, but this has been an incredible series thus far, and uh, look forward to it as we can, uh, continue this study and uh, continue talking about the occult. And folks, I tell you, there's a lot of dangerous stuff out there, uh, spiritually wise, that we have to be careful with. And so. Uh, I'm glad Michael's with us talking about those issues. Uh, do have a couple of matters we want to discuss before we get into today's podcast. Uh, I am actually recording this podcast at my home office. I use a different microphone here at home than I do at, uh, at the church, but uh, hopefully this will come through real well. And um, it, everything sounds good on my end. There, there was a little bit of an adjustment that I had to make, so hopefully it's not too loud coming in. And so uh, you may hear me making a few adjustments as we go along. Um, but a few a few notes I want to add. First and foremost, if you're listening to our podcast, we want to encourage you to go and catch uh, one, of the, one of the podcatchers that we're on. Uh, and this includes iTunes, TuneIn Radio app, as well as Stitcher. Uh, if you listen to any of those three apps, um, look us up. It'll be listed as The Bellator Christie Podcast. And if you click subscribe, you can hear all of the podcasts as they become available to you uh, absolutely free. And also, we wanted to ask you that you do us a favor. If you enjoy this podcast, 
go on iTunes or go on TuneIn Radio. I'm not sure if TuneIn does this, but I know iTunes does. Go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating on there. Uh, if, if we get enough five-star ratings on the podcast, that actually makes our podcast more visible uh, to individuals as they're searching through this vast world of podcasts. So if you don't like the show, email me, tell me about it, you know, call me, let me know. If you do like the podcast, help us out by posting a five-star review uh, on iTunes. That'll help us get the word out even more than what we're doing right now. Uh, so go click subscribe, subscribe to the podcast that way. I also want to encourage you to go and, and uh, subscribe at bellatorchristi.com. By doing this, there are added features at the website that you don't have just with the podcatchers. Uh, if you go to bellatorchristi.com and click subscribe, you'll catch all of the articles as well as the podcasts as they become available to you. So you'll get all of that in your inbox uh, absolutely free. So I encourage you to do that. Also, a couple other things I need to mention. Uh, two, th- two conferences I need to tell you about today. Uh, first and foremost is a conference which in which I'll be involved, and that is the Defending Doctrine Apologetics Conference. And this will be at uh, Roundtree, Montana, or at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Roundtree, Montana, the admission is absolutely free. So, so if you're in the Montana area, be sure to go by and check this podcast out. Uh, excuse me, this conference out. Uh, the speakers include Michael Bohm, who's been on our podcast several times uh, on the Youth Apologetics Training website. Uh, he is going to talk about at 9 o'clock to 9.20 a defense of doctrine. He's also going to talk about dangerous doctrines creeping into Christianity, uh, particularly the church. Uh, he'll also talk about, uh, that'll be a two-part series it looks like. And um, yeah, so Michael Bohm will be speaking on those issues. Jason Oaks, who is the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church, uh, also the people of the free gift. He's also an adjunct professor at Bethel Seminary. Uh, he will be speaking on sharing Jesus with the cults. Uh, this looks like it'll be a two-part series, uh, at a two-part conference. Also, uh, maybe three. Let me look through here and see. It looks like that is a three-part series. Uh, and so he'll be there. Uh, Tom Iverson, Professor Emeritus of Mathematics and Computer Science, uh, will be there. He will be speaking on, so you ask me to prove it. Uh, that'll be his topic. And looking through here, seeing if he, I think that'll be his only, his only uh, uh, lecture. Abigail McCoy, Summit graduate, she'll be there. She'll be talking about why apologetics is necessary. Uh, so catch her there as well. Uh, Ross, uh, uh, I, may, I may mispronounce his mispronounce his name. Lou Allen, Lou Allen. He's a pastor of the First Baptist Church in Billings, Montana. Uh, Lou Allen will be speaking on the issue of uh, answering objections to Christianity based on failures among Christians. Uh, that should be a very interesting 
uh, topic as well as your life testimony as an apologetic. So he'll be there as well. Uh, Abigail McCoy, we mentioned her, uh, Ross Louis Allen, Mike Mitchell, Pastor First Baptist in Livingston. Mike uh, Mitchell will be speaking on, uh, let me look here and see. Uh, I don't see what his topic will be at this time, uh, so hopefully we'll get more information about that. Uh, Clinton Wilcox, I've had him on this uh, podcast, on the Bellator Christie podcast. He is from Life Training Institute, and he will be speaking at uh, 11 o'clock that Saturday, Mountain Time, on Pro-Life Apologetics 101. So he'll be there, and so looking forward to that as well. Uh... John Duckworth, pastor of the United Methodist Church, American Baptist Federated Church in Hamilton, Montana. Uh, Let's see if I can find his. He will be speaking on defending the offensive, addressing the claim of Christ only. And um, looks like that will be his only topic there. Um, Marcia Montenegro. Uh, Christian Answers for the New Age, and she will be talking about the mindfulness in the Buddhist New Age context, so uh, she'll be part of the discussion there. Uh, David Lodwing, Lodwig, pastor of River Valley Church in um, Missoula, Missoula, Montana, uh, Lodwig will be speaking on the issue of the problem of evil. That should be a wonderful conversation there. Uh, so he'll be talking about that. Uh, myself, I will be there. I will have uh, two of the later spots as I'll be uh, doing a video conference there. So it'd be 3 o'clock. Uh, be five o'clock here, three o'clock there, three to three fifteen. I'll be talking about the reliability of the New Testament, particularly emphasizing the reliability of the New Testament Gospels. That's what we're really going to focus on. And so I'll be speaking from three o'clock to three fifteen Mountain Time, which will be five to five fifteen Eastern Time, and then three thirty to five forty-five. Um, I'll will finish out that uh, that lecture on the reliability of the Gospels. Then we'll take a break at uh, 3.45 to to 4 o'clock. And from 4 to 5, which will be um, 7 to 8, we'll have a question and answer panel. And so we'll we'll be part of that as well. So this is just going to be a wonderful conference. Looking forward to it and should be absolutely fantastic. I also want to let you know about another conference uh, that you need to know about. I, I am a promoter of this event. It's called the National Conference on Christian Apologetics. Uh, celebrating 25 years of defending the faith at Southern Evangelical Seminary. The topic or the main theme this year will be pursuing a faith that thinks. Very good topic. And so uh, among some of the more prominent speakers, there are many more that will be speaking. Uh, We have Michael Brown of Line of Fire. He'll be there. Norman Geisler 
he'll be there. Gary Habermas of Liberty University will be there. Ken Ham will be there. He is going to talk about, he'll be part of a debate talking about apologetic tactics. Uh, he is from Answers in Genesis. Uh, Richard Howe will be there. Greg Kokel, we're looking forward to hearing him. He's going to be there, as well as President Richard Land, President of the Southern Evangelical Seminary. He'll be there. J.P. Moreland is scheduled to be there. I'm really looking forward to hearing him. Uh, he was scheduled to be there a couple of years ago, but had to uh, had uh, wasn't able to be there. So he's, he's scheduled to be there. Jay Richards will be there, Hugh Ross, Frank Turek, and as well as Jay Warner Wallace. And I'm telling you, if you've never heard Frank Turek or Jay Warner Wallace, you need to go just to hear them. Both of these guys do a fantastic job. And, of course, uh, uh, Frank Turek runs crossexamine.org. He's been a big blessing to me as uh, he and um, Jorge uh, Gil Calderon and uh, many of the other people there at Cross-Examine, they've... they've, uh, they've broadcasted uh, many of my uh, or published many of my articles on their website and so uh, big kudos to them on that but uh, Jay Warner Wallace also I'm also trying to work to maybe see if I can get him on the podcast Uh, he's agreed to come on but uh, we've got to work out the date and time uh, there so hopefully we'll get that going here before too long but the National Conference on Christian Apologetics 2017 will be held October 13th through the 14th at Calvary Church in Charlotte North Carolina uh, to register go to conference.ses.edu so be sure to go and check that out be sure to uh, log, log in uh, register I mean sign in and uh, be part of what should be a fantastic couple of days as we talk about uh, Christian apologetics. Um, always a good, always a good uh, event. In fact, I've told people before that that I am the apologist that I am, partly due to the information that I obtain from from being at this conference the years that I've had a chance to go. So I highly encourage you, highly encourage you to go and uh, check that out. So, uh, National Conference on Christian Apologetics, 13th and 14th of October, coming up this year uh, at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, today I want to talk about uh, an, an issue that is uh, somewhat difficult, but we'll, we're going to talk about this for, for the time we have left. This won't be a, 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 an extremely long podcast, and a lot of our interviews will go to an hour. This one probably won't be that long. But... Um, I want to ask the question, you know, when we pray, um, we, we expect God to answer. But what if God says no? You know, God can answer in three different ways. Sometimes he says yes to our prayers. Sometimes he may not answer, but it may not be a no, it may be simply a wait okay Um, but sometimes the answer is just a flat out no how do we deal with that as Christians you know a lot of Christians if God doesn't answer our prayers the way we want them to be answered we 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 pitch a a spiritual temper tantrum we we live these entitled lives thinking that we're owed that God owes us certain things, but God really doesn't owe us anything. In fact, it was by His 
loving nature that we even have salvation. It wasn't because anyone forced God to save us. It was of his own good nature and of his own free will. It was of his volition that we have the opportunity to be saved. But what if you're really praying over something, you're really praying for something, and it doesn't happen? You know, um, I'm, I'm recording this. I really felt led to do this today because I'm because there's a member of our church who's a great man of God. I'm not going to mention his name. For those listening to the podcast, they know who I'm talking about. Great man of God. He and his wife both are just as good as gold. They're, they're just fine examples of Christians, of what a Christian should be, both of them. Yet this gentleman... He had a uh, knee replacement not long ago, and um, when when they placed the metal knee on it, which knee replacements in and of themselves, are, they're very intrigue. It's very intriguing that we're able to do this. That, that doctors and surgeons and orthopedic specialists are able to do this. I mean, they basically literally cut out your knee. And they place a metal hinge, a metal joint in there, and they add these. They, they they hammer these spikes in the bones so that the joint will hold. Well, bless his heart, he's had nothing but trouble with this knee. Um, he he began. He had problems with the knee not functioning right. They had to take it out um, and replace it with a new one. And then and then now he's he has the the joint will work well. But the problem is that he keeps getting these infections in his knee. And, you know, just when we think that everything is working out well, just when we think everything's going well, then then there's another episode where this takes place. And I have a feeling, I really do, I have a feeling that God is going to, I know that God is going to bring them through this. And I, I have a feeling that they're on the right track now, where they're going to, where, where this is going to be fixed, and this and this is going to help him in the long run. That that once they get past this major hurdle, that that eventually it's going to work out for them. And I, and I really think that. I really think that it will. But it's just, it's difficult watching them go through this. Good, fine Christian people who have a strong faith in God. But what does it mean when God tells us no? Well, we have to understand that that no answer may be uh, no, a complete no, that it won't ever happen, or the no answer may be that it, not right now. It, it may be that wait answer. But a lot of times we ask God for noble prayers. We may pray for healing. We're doing a series on Wednesday nights at the church on, on the miracles of Jesus. And we, see, we have seen how God moved uh, in, in marvelous miracles and, and amazing ways through the life of Jesus while he was on earth, doing spectacular miracles. And through the two-volume work of Craig Keener, a great scholar, a great man of God, we've seen modern miracles that God is doing that miracles continue today as they did even 2,000 years ago. But how do we 
answer. I mean, we, we know God has the power to heal. We know that God has the power to do amazing things. But would what? But what do we do when God flatly answers no? Well, I submit to you today five reasons why God may say no. And this is not an exhaustive list. These are five answers that I've seen in Scripture, five answers that I've seen um, in, in not only my life, but the lives of others. Five, here are five reasons why God may say no. Number one, God may say no because the timing is wrong. He, he may say no because the timing is wrong. In other words, it's not that he won't answer. Well, he has answered. No is an answer. It's not that he may not grant the request, but it may be that the timing is not right at that particular time. And I think back, uh, I think back about the story of Abraham and Isaac. And as we look through scriptures, I, mean, I don't know that it necessarily says that Sarah prayed to have a child, but we know that she definitely would wanted a child. Okay, and so you know she was barren; she had not borne any children. You know she she desperately desired to have children, and I think we see this in the pages of Scripture. I mean, we see this in the jealousy that she has with uh, with Hagar. You know, Hagar was able. She wasn't able to, to bear a child. And God promised that you're going to have children. But here she was getting an old age. And, and she says in, in Genesis chapter 16, Ab Abram's wife Sarai had not borne any children to him, but she owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, Since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her I can build a family. So what we see is God has promised to build an ancestry uh, or, or build a, uh, to, to, to give, not an ancestry, but to give Abraham and Sarah, or Abram and Sarai, at this time, they're renamed Abraham and Sarah later. He's promised to give them a powerful lineage. And obviously, Sarai has been praying to have a child, but it just hadn't happened. And so she gave up hope. And she had Abram to take Hagar to have a child with her because she gave up hope that God was going to answer her question, or her request, her plea. But you see, it's not that God never answered her plea. It's just that the timing wasn't right. God was going to answer her request at a later time, at a later time that she, uh, of which she could not even fathom. And, and I'm reminded of a passage of Scripture, and I believe it is, let me flip over to it, to 2 Peter. Second Peter, um, I think it's chapter, let's see here, um, talking about the day of the Lord coming on like a thief, uh, on that day the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, the elements will burn and be dissolved, and the earth and the works on it will be disclosed. Um, Okay, it's before this. Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. 
The Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Now, this is a quote, I think you can even see this back in Psalm 90, verse 4, where Moses himself says, to, to the Lord, time is different than our time. A thousand years to us is as one day to God. So we have to be patient. Now, patience is not my virtue. I'll be the first to admit that. Patience is not my virtue. Okay. But when we request something, we have to understand that God will act in His timing. It may be that the answer is not, just because God hasn't moved, it may not be that the, the answer is no in an absolute, or not an absolute no. It may be that the answer is not an absolute no. It may be simply wait. Number two, God may say no because of reaching others by His power. To, in this, we go to John chapter 11. Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, had asked Jesus if he would come and heal Lazarus. And they kept anticipating, they kept waiting that Jesus was going to appear and would heal him of this disease that he had, but Jesus never showed. The brother died. Okay? But Jesus came after four days, after Lazarus had laid in the tomb for four days. His body was already stinking by this time. And he, as you know the story go, as the story goes, Jesus came to the tomb and, and taught Martha and Mary about the resurrection, not just the resurrection that happens at the end of time, but the resurrection and life that is found through him. And in that, we find that Jesus gives a powerful teaching that we must grab onto and, and hold onto dearly. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now catch that. That means that once we pass this life, once we pass from this life, the, the fact is that we will still continue to live. We'll still continue to live. We, we, we never die through Jesus. He is, he is the truth. He, he is the life. He has come to provide us. While we die in this mortal body now, He has come to provide us life in and through Him. Eternal life in through Him, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, spiritually, consciously, okay? But also, one of these days, Jesus is coming back, and at that time, all the dead in Christ will rise to the glory of the Father. Okay? So, it's important to understand that while God may not answer our request now, it may be that by delaying, it may be by allowing us to go through some of the things that we're going through that we are able to reach others. Jesus was able 
to reach Mary and Martha in the community by raising Lazarus from the dead. If, if he had instantaneously healed Lazarus at the moment of their request, because, you know, Jesus could have simply said the word even though he was away from Bethany. He could have even said the word and Lazarus would have been healed. But he didn't. He delayed. So it may be that he allows us to go through times of suffering in order to reach others for his glory. And there are many other stories I can say about this. Number three, God may say no because something better lies ahead. Okay, for Lazarus, and even for us, he was about to experience the grandeur of God's power. Now, I kind of think that he may have been, you know, in a way... Lazarus may have been frustrated because he had tasted, he had experienced the glories of heaven. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, he was brought back to this life, so he had to die twice, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it all worked out for the glory of God. I think, I think um, you know, it all worked out for his glory, all for God's glory. But but if God were to answer all of our prayers, and think about this, if God were to answer all of our prayers for healing, then no one would ever go to heaven. No one would ever experience the glories of heaven. And it may be that God has something better for us. And it may be that, but also it may be that God has something better for us in this life that maybe we're, we're praying for a particular job opportunity or, or something to happen in the here and now, and God doesn't answer because He has something better for us in the end. And think about, think about Joseph in this case. You know, he was... Uh, he... Uh, let, let me find the scripture here. He was neglected by his brothers. He was cast in prison. He was sold into slavery. You know, but through all of this, while God didn't answer his prayers while he were, was in prison, while he was going through the, tor- the, the torments that he did, he eventually became, he eventually became a high-ranking official in Egypt and was able to be used to, to help other people in ways that he would not have been able to had he not endured the things that he had. Look what he says in verse 20. He says to the brothers in verse 19 and 20 of Genesis chapter 50, Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You planned evil against me. God planned it for good to bring about the present result, the survival of many people. Therefore, don't be afraid. I will take care of you and your children. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So what people may mean for evil, God will ultimately intend it for good. So it may be that we have to endure certain temporary afflictions, but in the end, we will experience something better. And that even goes by God allowing us to face death through that, we have something better on the other side, the glories of heaven. God may say no because it is he may be building faith in us. You know, I, I think this is the situation in, this, in the book of Job. God never really gives Job the answer as to why he was going through some of the things that he had. 
But basically what he was telling Job in the end of that story, he asked him a series of questions. He says, Job, were you there when I established the heavens? Were you there when I made the heavens and the earth? Were you there when I, when I created these different animals and different plants and different species of living things? Were you there? So if you weren't there, Job, how can you cast judgment on me? What he's doing in that is he's telling Job, just trust me. I know what I'm doing. And as children of the promise, as we find in Jesus Christ, we know that God comes through on his promises. Number five, this kind of goes along with number four. God may say no for reasons only known to him, which will be known to us in eternity. I, and I think about Paul, uh, and this is in Second Corinthians. Let me flip over there. Bear with me just a moment. Second Corinthians, um, and I've been reading from the New Christian, the uh, Christian Standard Bible. I highly recommend that translation. It's a very good translation. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verses seventeen and eighteen. He goes on to say, let me just read back into verse 16. Therefore we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction. Now Paul had been imprisoned. He'd been left for dead. He'd been beaten. He'd been stoned. Everything you can imagine that could have happened to this poor man had happened to him because of his stand for Christ. But he calls these light afflictions, momentary light afflictions, in, in, uh, is producing for us an, an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The fact is, folks, we may encounter things in this world for which we have no understanding. But, but this is what we have to do when we face those situations. I mean, and I think, about, I think about my grandmother. My grandmother passed recently. And you know, it wasn't her passing that bothered me so. It was the suffering that she endured the week before her passing. You know, her, her, her body even changed colors. I mean, it changed this weird dark blue color before she passed. And, and I'm sitting there looking at my godly grandmother who's, who's never been a bit malicious at all except for a, an ornery goat. That's just a whole other story. <laughs> Those of you who know, who know my grandmother, my grandmother know, know what I'm talking about there. But uh, this godly woman was laying there suffering as she did, and, and that bothered me tremendously. It, it wasn't her passing. I, mean, I, was even, I was even praying, saying, God, please have mercy on her and take her. She's ready to go. And then eventually that, that Tuesday, he did. At I think it's 5.45 Eastern Time. He did. But my mom and my uncle said that, that once she passed, once she died... The color changed to uh, is it was, and you could even see it in the in the funeral home. You know, whenever they fixed her up, 
she, her, this 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 black bluish color of death had been replaced by this clean white look upon her body as, as white as snow and, and I think that's an example to us that all these things we endure are temporary light afflictions in comparison to the incomparable eternal glory that we will experience in God's kingdom in God's heaven so we may not have all the answers to why. I mean, now, so the question is, why did God allow my grandmother to suffer? The answer is, I don't have any, any clue. I have no idea. But I know, and I, and I went back to this very thought. I know that there is a God. I know that there is a Jesus. I know that the resurrection took place. I know that the, the New Testament is historically reliable. I know that for a fact. And so I can see how God has in the past, has in my present life, and I'm sure in the future, but has how he has worked in the past, how he's worked in the present, how he has fulfilled his promises, both in the past and in the present. So... What that means is, if I can trust God in the things I know, then I can certainly trust Him in the things that I don't know. And I believe that when we get to eternity, He's going to answer our questions. And we're going to see things the way they truly are. And we're going to see that there may have been an answer for why we suffered and why we endured some of the things we did. And we may see that the reasons behind that far surpass the sufferings that we temporarily endured. The wonderful news is may, you may be facing a lot of suffering, you may be facing a lot of troubles and trials. But the wonderful news is that those troubles, those trials will not last forever. And in the end, God has something far better for you. And so I think that's a promise we need to understand and we need to claim. I'm not talking about a name it, claim it type of hoopla, which is what that is, a hoopla. But what I am talking about is depending and trusting upon the promises of God. If he has been faithful in the past and he is faithful in the present, then we know that he will be faithful in the future because God cannot lie. He just simply can't. So again, you may be suffering today and you may have, may have questions. I'm afraid I can't answer the why uh, you're having to go through the things that you are. But I can say that one day you will. And, and that comes through the faithfulness and the promise, the faithfulness of God who promises us that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And that's a promise that we can all hold on to dearly. So we thank you for joining us on the podcast. This is Brian Chilton. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie podcast brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. May God richly bless you and we'll see you back next time. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Our great nation was built on these simple principles. So was our university. Find your greatness at Liberty. Online or on campus, discover more at liberty.edu. It's the difference between a job and a career. The Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights are reserved. The views expressed by guests on the podcast are of those expressing them and may not represent those of the host Bellator Christie Ministries or its affiliates. The theme played on the podcast is the song Epic and is produced royalty-free by Bensound Studios, found at bensound.com. Visit bellatorchristie.com and subscribe by entering your email to receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox absolutely free. This podcast can also be found on several podcatchers, including iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We thank you for joining us today. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you next time as we enter into the arena of ideas.